Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now we need a word from on high. Father, let me decrease, let you increase in me. Hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me. Lord, I ask you that you would circumcise my tongue and my words into righteousness. Continue to bring clarity to scripture and let your words respond and give clarity and concise instructions. So now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, give you all adoration and glory because, Lord, you're my strength. And, Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, amen. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Come on, we can do better than that. Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior. If he's been good to you, come on, let's show him a sign or something. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen, amen. With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the gospel of St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 8. St. Luke chapter 8. We'll commence reading in verse 43. St. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. If you're able to stand, please stand in reverence to the word. And if you are there, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. It starts Tuesday. Amen. And it reads, and a woman was there who had been subjected to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowded, crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had begun be, being instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. That is the word of God. You may be seated. If you would this morning... Help me preach on the subject, the topic, faith in the midst of issues. Faith in the midst of issues. I solicit your amens, your hands, and your uh, praise on this morning. My brothers and sisters, sometimes it's difficult to find resolution when there are so many things going on around you. It becomes difficult and extremely hard to hold on to something uh, 
when because of the situation and issues that's going on in your life and around you, it would have you to believe that there is no hope. The ways of the world would suggest that if you don't see it, you can't believe it. But spiritually, we are challenged to believe that in the midst of the impossible, that all things are possible. In fact, we are to take all of the problems, all of the issues and concerns that man has created and developed, and we are to find faith in the midst of what seems to be impossible. I like the way Jesus declares it in his writing when he says that, that what is impossible with men is possible with God, indicating that if we hold on to man, we will find no resolution. But if we put faith in God, all things are possible. And even today, my brothers and sisters, as we begin this new year of 2021, uh, we are to find faith in the midst of all of our issues. I know it's difficult to hold on or even to even try to have things to seem uh, uh, normal when it seems like everything that's going on in your life is consuming your thoughts, your desire, your patience, and your understanding. But the word of God declares that if you trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding and in all thy ways direct, he will direct your path, I promise you that you will find out just how powerful, how prolific, and how profound God is and his word is. In fact, you'll begin to believe in your heart. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. And this morning, I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, I can declare and decree the truth because I've tried them and I know that in the midst of all of my trouble, I'm preaching and you ain't tracking with me. All of my trouble, my trials, tribulations, my tests, and my turmoil, when I gave it to Jesus, he gave me an answer. In fact, he saved me in the midst of all of my issues and all he wants me to do is have faith in the time of my issues. Faith in the midst of my issues. This text, as Luke, uh, the writer, gives the most comprehensive uh, description. He has the most comprehensive description of all the Gospels. He began, Luke, as a physical physician uh, by trade, but... He was a close companion and friend to Apostle Paul. And, 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 and I, I, as I'm looking at that, reading that to you, something just struck my nerve right here. Here it is. When you have been given a trade, but you can't work within the trade, you need to link up with something that can show you the value of the trade. Y'all just missed that. Many of us have been given a trade, but because of who we are connected to, we can't work within the trade. Let me help you. God has given us all the ability to clap and praise his name. But if you're not connected to him, when the word of God goes forth, you can't praise him. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, I'm connected to the right source. That's why I can lift up my hands. That's why I can say hallelujah. That's why I can shout because God has truly blessed me with something can't nobody take it. Away. Look at your neighbor and say, keep your trade. 
Yeah, keep, keep your trade. Throughout this gospel, uh, uh, Luke, Luke stresses Jesus' relationship with people. He gives explicit detail of the works of Christ, uh, leaving no room for doubt. And my brothers and sisters, today we have people that want to question the faith and belief of the Christian. In fact, we have people within the church that question the faith and belief of the normal churchgoer. How so, Reverend? You want to help them? I'm trying to. Here we go. Here we go. Oftentimes, we are challenged to come when there's nothing in us or left in us to give to God. And the true fact in the matter is because we have nothing, that's why we have spectators that want to see what do we have in an empty moment. Y'all ain't with me today. There are some people that come to church Sunday after Sunday with nothing in your cup. But because you know that God is a feeler, God is a healer, he's a deliverer, you don't have a reason to complain, but you'll come with purpose and expectation. Say, Lord, I came in empty, but God, I know you will fill me up. Look at somebody and say, he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. There's no room for doubt. After all God has done for you, I believe I said it at Sunday school this morning, two hours out of your schedule, God is just asking. But guess what? After all he's done for you, he saved you in 2000 all the way up to 2021. At least you can say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you've been good to me. In fact, if I have to stay in church until the Holy Spirit come, I'm going to be like Jacob. I'm going to wrestle with the angels until you come all night long. I'm not going to let you go until you bless my soul got a reason there is no doubt because God has truly been a blessing to me and as Luke shares with us the story of this woman that has issue notice I said issue but it becomes issues when people get involved notice I didn't say problem but I said, issues, let me help you. Problems come and go. Got any fair weather friends? But issues seem to linger even after it seems like you have a solution. I wish I had some arthritis people that could say, Reverend, my boyfriend been with me since I found him, and now he hasn't left. But how many know when you got problems, you can give your problems to Jesus, but it's when you got issues, it's when you start trusting and knowing that even though I'm going through something, even though I'm going through a struggle, God, these issues won't hurt me because you said your grace is sufficient. I'm Preaching and some of y'all still ain't saying nothing. In the time of weakness, he, he, he says she got issues. She got lingering issues. And can I just be honest? Everyone in here got issues. You was problematic before you were born. And now that you're born, you become even a bigger problem. I, I said it in 2020, I'll say it again. Some of us was the corona before the corona came. And so here it is. 
Luke is saying this woman would be around people that would appear that the hope, the hope level is gone. It seems like uh, the hope has diminished. And there may be someone today that's saying, Reverend, how, uh, how is it that having some issues, I'm wondering how do I maintain my faith in the midst of my issues? Let me help you with these three points and I'm going to get out your way. First thing is, uh, don't focus on disposition and miss dispensation. <laughs> don't focus on disposition and miss dispensation. Look at the disposition of the woman, how she allowed people to put her in because of her issues. Because of her condition, she was not allowed in the presence of people nor God. Now, the Jewish law was that if a woman had issues in her flesh and it was blood, she had to be set apart for seven days. And if anyone touched her, they became unclean. And then also the rule was that if she was sick past seven days, then she would be ruled unclean. Now, watch this. What strikes me today with today's believers, we focus on the disposition we're in because of our issues. And then we will allow others to dictate to us. That's why we miss God's dispensation. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says she was sick for 12 years. She was going to doctors. And because of what was said, she couldn't do it because... Uh, uh, she was doing what they were saying. And here it was because she was listening to them. Her healing was delayed. Listen, there comes a time in your life when you have to look beyond what people think or what they say. And be determined to get in the presence of God because he always has something in store for you. Come unto me all you labor and heavy laden and, and I'll give you rest. What some folk don't understand is that God's dispensation is divinely appointed specifically for you. And he's made arrangements to give you the favor that you need at the opportune time. And somebody should be shouting because God's dispensation was upon you in 2020. And even in 2021, you can look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God had favor on me. That's why I'm here today. He had favor on my children, favor on my job. That's why I can stand up and testify, not test a lie, and tell somebody I'm too blessed to be stressed. Yeah. yeah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You should have some excitement when it comes to what God has done for you. I saw something in that. The disposition that allow us to, to miss his dispensation. Can I help you real quick? Don't allow your... Don't allow your friends. No, let me, let me butter that up. Don't allow people to be your distraction to your deliverance. Now watch. Watch closely. The text says she went to the doctors. She became broke. Some Bible said that she, she spent her whole livelihood. But look at her determination, which took her to the dispensation of her deliverance. 
She heard about Jesus, but she did what people suggested or influenced her to do. Guess what she did, y'all? Somebody say what? She stayed home. Y'all just missed the shout right there. How many times have you allowed people to discourage you and disconnect themselves to tell you why you always at that church? Where every time the door opens, you always running your butt up in there. They talking about you, call you everything but a child of God. But you need to look at that neighbor and tell them, neighbor, if only you knew. It was when granny and them dragged me to the church is when my life changed. When mama took me to the church is when I got an understanding that serving the Lord will pay off after a while. Yeah, yeah. So, so here it was. She, she, she did what she did what they told her to do. You, brother Ken, you can't go around nobody. You, you, you ain't worthy to be. Just stay at home. Just, just, just stay at home. She spent her livelihood. But watch this. She spent her livelihood with doctors while other people was going to see Jesus. Y'all in the house today, look, look, look. Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Look at verse 40. It said, look at verse 40. It said, when Jesus returned, the multitude welcomed him. And they were waiting for him, which suggests that he had been there before. And don't you know all kinds of people got all kinds of distractions to keep you from getting what God has for you? Watch this. Listen, listen, listen. You don't have to be in the front to have faith. You can let your faith work from behind the scenes. Look, look at the text. I'm moving forward. Verse 44. It said, she came from behind. And she touched the border of his garments. You just have to be determined to get there. Reminds me, reminds me of a story of a father and his five, his son who, who, who wanted to go to the high school game. It was a homecoming game. He had missed last year's game, but he, he wanted to come to this year's game because it was, it was the game of the week. It was the game of the month, and it was the neighborhood championship at the homecoming game. So he went to his daddy early in the week. He said, Daddy, I need $5 to go to the game this week. His daddy said, Boy, why would you waste $5 at a game when all you have to do is sit back, watch the news, and they're going to tell you who won? He said, Daddy, you don't understand. This is, this is the game that I really... I really need to be at because everybody's going to be there. It is the homecoming game, but it's the, it's the championship game, and I need to be there. His daddy said, well, I'm not just going to give you $5. He said, uh, you're going to have to work so you can get the $5. So all week, the boy was cutting wood. He was cutting the grass, taking the garbage out, cleaning the house, doing his laundry, doing his homework, washing dishes, and then Friday came. He went to his father. He said, Daddy, it's Friday, and the game started in a couple of hours. You got the $5 you was going to give me. His daddy said, I really don't understand why you work so hard and you want to waste this $5 on this game when you already know who's going to win. So little boy gets to the game. He sits right smack dab in the middle of the bleacher section and wasn't a lot of people around him. He began to eat his popcorn, and as the game was going, it was getting good. His friends came up and said, Tommy, we're playing football in the back. 
He said, come on, we need another player. And we knew you were here, so we want you to come and play football with us in the back. Tommy looked at his friends. He said, no, I can't do that. I'm here at the game. I came to watch the game. He said, why are you watching the game? You already know who's going to win. You should be in the back playing football with us. You be in the square. He said, boy, if only you knew how hard it was for me to get here. In fact, I had to work all week. I had to slave all week. And my daddy was still wondering if he was going to give me the money. And I don't know if there's anybody here that can say I had to press my way to church. When I'm tired, I had to still get up. When my body is aching, I still got up because I wanted to be in the presence of God. Look at somebody and say, I had to press my way. I had to press my way. I'm, I'm, I'm pressing my way to be in the presence of God. And, and listen, y'all know I, I, uh, I look at social media quite a bit. Not because I'm looking, but sometimes I get like y'all and be nosy. But I noticed something different this year, Reverend. Last year, when there was no issues, it was all kinds of resolutions. People was on my mama, on my daddy, I promise you, next year I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It was all kinds of resolutions to the point to where it could be five days later, people still making resolutions. But I noticed since the pandemic and people have gotten their way, there has been really no resolutions on social media. Don't look at me like you ain't up at 2 or 3 in the morning watching and see who putting something on their page. And, and, and I'm struggling because if there's ever a time that you should be making a promise to be in his presence, now is the time. Y'all don't know when to shout. Because we're living in perilous times. And if we are following what the Bible says and he didn't slow down the world, what you think is coming next? Jesus is on his way back. And if you don't have your house in order, that means you got to tell your children, get up, go to church. Tell your husband, listen, if you're going to be the head, you got to lead so I can follow. You got to be in charge. Show by example, if you don't have your house in order, there's going to be some people that's going to heaven. And I promise you, it's going to be a lot that go to hell. Now is the time. To get your business fixed. You can't run around here thinking because you had it, you still got it. Even your faith has to be revived. I wish I was talking to some folk that can really just slip your hand up despite of who's sitting next to you and say, Reverend, all throughout this year already, 
I'm still asking God to give me strength. I'm still asking God to restore my faith. In fact, I'm asking God to show me some stuff in an impossible situation. I wish I had some cardinal folk, some house folk that got to deal with mortgages and cardinals and car insurance, children's tuition, doctor's bills. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And know that if you got faith in God, how many know it's impossible to please him without it? But when you got it, faith is a substance of things hopeful. And the evidence of things not seen. Can I get two and I'll make three that say, Reverend, I put my faith in God, and lo and behold, I'm still blessed. Yeah, yeah. Now is the time to, to be in his presence because we're losing the battle. When I say people have gotten what they want. Y'all know how easy it is, how easy it has become. And I know somebody saying in Cyberland and even here saying, that's all they do is fuss about us not coming to church. But that's going to be a day that you wish you could get to the church. You may not like the preacher. You may not like the ushers. You may not like the deacons. You may not like the praise team. You may not like the minister of music. You might not like the mother's board. You might not like the missionary board. But I promise you, you're going to wish you can get to church. Why? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if I can just press to be in his presence, I know something is about to happen. It's something about the name of Jesus. It's the sweetest name I'm trying to move on, but I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to drop a few little heavenly nuggets in your lap. If you're able, you should. You ain't tracking with me. If you're able, you should. Because there's some folks as Angelus, a funeral home that wish if they could talk right now to tell you, oh, if I can give them one more shot, I will be in the church eight days a week, nine times a year, and I will give God everything that I got because he has been good. But the second thing Luke shows us in the text, not only do we don't focus on the disposition and miss the dispensation and being in his presence. But he says, uh, stay determined to worship despite of disclaimers. Look at the text. Said, and Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it. Now, some original, some original writings um, just say Peter said. And other writings say Peter and those with him said, which means there were more than one. There were him and the disciples and possibly people around him. Said, Master, the multitude throng and press you and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceived, uh, I perceived power going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling. Is that in your Bible? And falling down before him, and she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. One thing we need to understand is 
that God knows a believer. Y'all hear me? God knows a believer. In fact, it's through the faith of the believer he will release his hidden power. Now, I'm finna help you. Can I, can I go there with him, brother? I'm finna help him, brother. Watch this. The text says, Jesus said, who touched me? He asked the question. Then he turned around and said, somebody touched me. You just missed that. He asked the question. He said, who touched me? Then he turned around and said, somebody touched me. He went from asking to knowing. And somebody should be shouting. Because when you called on Jesus, he knew who you was. In fact, y'all just got done singing, he know my name. And in fact, he said, I'll no longer call you servant. I'll call you friend. But my family are those that follow in the name of Jesus. In fact, his word says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even them that believe in his name. Watch this. Because he knew you. He gave you power. Guess what? Power over your own life power over your sickness power over your children look at somebody say he gave me power some of y'all sitting there looking at me like you was given a bag of lemons and he gave you power even in the midst of this coronavirus and just because he gave you power and authority over all manners of the earth, you should be losing your mind up in here. I wonder, is there anybody here that say, Reverend, I got so much to be thankful for. I was about to lose my mind up in here, up in here. But thanks be to God that he knew who I was. He knew my voice. He heard my cry. In fact, how many know when you call on the name of Jesus, just a little talk with Jesus. Yeah, we'll make everything all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah look, 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 look. I'm, sit down, sit down. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Watch, watch this. He, he, he gave her the power. He gave her the power. He gave her the power. She, she was determined to worship despite of the disclaimers. Watch this. Look at the woman again. Look at her again. Can y'all see her? Don't she look like you? You just missed that. You're so cute, you don't want to be ugly. And some folks should really be glad to listen. It was in my ugly moments is when God recognized me. I didn't have no 27-piece on. I didn't have no hairspray in my head. I didn't have no fake mustache, no drawn on eyelashes, no super glue on my long eyelashes. It was because I was ugly. Down on my knees, crying on the name of Jesus because I said, Father, I just can't make it without you. In fact, it was because I was ugly. He recognized some folk just need to know who you are. You just ugly inside out. But God will bless you if you worship him in spirit. Because somebody says it's all right to be ugly. It's all right to be ugly. Right, listen, listen. Look, 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 look. Let me quit messing with y'all. Look, look. Notice. Notice the woman she, she was determined. The text says she came forth when she couldn't be hid. Look, it says she was trembling. 
she didn't hide, she wasn't able to hide the fact that she had been blessed. Look at this. Sometimes, let me help you real quick. For all those that like to keep a status quo. Sometimes you have to be the display for the haters to see what grace looked like. I'm trying. And y'all ain't helping me this morning. Let me let me go a little, let me go a little deeper. You cannot be afraid to disclose why and how you made it. Look at the text. Text says, she declared to him. Is that in your Bible? In the presence of all the haters, the nosy folk. Y'all know them folk, right? The people, she, she declared it in front of them the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Sometimes, because God has exposed you, you can appreciate the exposure. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get out of uh, professionalism. But since we all like sugar in our Kool-Aid, let me get ghetto. Sometime because God has exposed your dirtiness, it's okay to stand amongst other dirty people. Y'all looking at me like you know you saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary, wounded, and sad. I, I believe it was Paul that said, oh, what wretched man I was who would save me from this body of death. But I thank God for Jesus that he has some healing power. When I was being messy, he said, I'm going to make you a miracle. When I was playing, he said, I'm going to teach you how to pray. When I was lying, he said, I'm going to teach you how to live. Is there anybody here that can testify and say, I was glad when he showed me who I was. I was glad when I stood in the presence of other sinners because now if God saved me, look at your neighbor and say, baby, if you're doing wrong, God will save you too. Let me watch, 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 watch this, watch this. You got to be determined to worship. Uh, the reason being is because it's while in your worship, you extend the energy of your faith. Uh, I, I wish, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm getting to a point now, y'all. I'm only 45, but sometimes coming to church make me feel like I'm 54. Why? Because there are some people that's double and possibly double and a half my age, but yet they will not give God worship. And you got young folk that come into the church trying to figure out what praise and worship is. And because you're so hung up in your position, your title, your name, and your status, you'd rather show them praise instead of show them how to give back to God. Was it not David and 2 Samuel that brought the ark back 
to God and began to worship, but his wife looked in on him and started hating on him. And I don't know if there's anybody here that can say, Reverend, I'm determined to worship even though the haters are looking in on my story because you don't know what it took for me to get here. You don't know how long I had to try it. You don't know how long I had to track and couldn't trace him. But how many know you might as well give them something good to talk about? They're going to talk about you anyways. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to shout even if you don't like me. I'm going to praise him even if you say I'm too loud. Why? Because I wasn't supposed to look this good. Look at somebody say I got a reason to worship. Look at two more people say I got a reason you holding a pocketbook that got money. That's a reason to worship. You driving a car you know you can't afford. That's a reason to worship. You got a job you know you ain't qualified for. That's a reason to worship. You've been pronounced dead, but yet you still alive. That's a reason to worship. Got a reason to worship. Y'all got to excuse me. I'm trying not to go so hard, but I got a reason. Got a reason, Big Ken. I got a, I got a reason. Because one thing about my reason is when I woke up this morning, I was closing my right mind. I had my health and strength. And I don't need nobody to tell me how good he been because, listen, I saw him work in 2020. I saw him work in 1989. I saw him work in 1993. And I'm seeing him work already in 2021. How? Because he still loves me. Just touch, look at two people and say, I got a reason to worship. I got a reason to worship. I got, I got a reason to worship. Watch this. Lastly, and I'm going to get out my seat. I'm going to get to my seat. Watch this. Not only did he say, don't worry about the disposition and miss the dis uh, dispensation. And he said, you just got to be determined to worship in the presence of your enemies. Those are disclaimers. But lastly, he says, faith will deliver you to your desire. Faith will deliver you to your desire. Look at, look at verse 48. Now watch your way. It said, and he said to her, daughter. Now, some Bibles say, be of good cheer. My Bible says, your faith has healed you. <clears throat> look, 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 watch, watch the desire. What did he tell her? Go in peace. Y'all making me nauseous already, and I ain't got nothing on my stomach. Listen, look what he says. He says, and he said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Reverend, what are you saying? Wasn't a peace of mind her desire? They missed it. They missed it. They missed it, Cameron. They missed it. A peace of mind is your desire, but it was your faith that got you to your desire. You still missed it. It was, it, it was your faith that got you 
to your desire. The, the ultimate desire was that you will have peace in the midst of your storm. Peace in your issues and peace in your life. This statement Jesus declares to her, it, it, it had to be delivered and it was because of her faith that people needed to see that without the faith you can't be healed. But with faith, all things are possible. Understand that he knows what you need, but you have to be willing to hold to his word and be willing to want to feel a touch from Jesus. In fact, the Samaritan woman in John 4, the widow woman in Luke 7, the sinful woman in Luke 7, the adulterous woman in John 8, the traveling woman in John 8, Mary and Martha in Luke 10, the crippled woman in Luke 13, the Gentile woman in Mark 7, the weeping woman in Luke 23, Jesus' mother in John 19, Mary Magdalene in Mark 16. They all can tell you that with faith in God, if you keep faith in God, he'll make everything all right. I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, I kept the faith and I found out what was detrimental was my deliverance. What was turmoil was my praise. What was tragic was my trusting in God. How many know when you put it in God's hand, you can't lose? He'll make everything all right. I, I got to get out of your way here. This, this text reminds me of a woman that would always worship and praise God while in church. She attended the church for many years. And while she was there, Sunday after Sunday, she would always praise God and start saying things in the atmosphere. Lord, I thank you for my house. I thank you for my job. And the people in the church would look at the woman and begin to laugh at her. One Sunday, she got up during testimony service. She said, I'm praising God because he's been good to me. I thank him for my house, I thank him for my job, and I thank him for my new car. Well, after church, the preacher saw this woman. She was standing on the bus stop after she had told the people of God the reason why she prays and worship. She was standing on the bus stop. That Sunday, the preacher just drove by and didn't say nothing. The next Sunday, she was at church again, praising God like she had never knew him before. She was praising him like she lost her mind. Can I get a witness today? Well, during testimony service, she said... I'm praising God because I thank him for my house. I thank him for my job. And I thank him for my car. Can I get a witness today? Right after church, this same woman, she went to the bus stop.
and she waited for the bus driver to come. And the preacher this time slowed down and he pulled over and he put her in his car. He said, Mother, Mother, I notice every Sunday, yeah, you get up and you tell people how good God has been. Your praise and your worship is quite unusual. You said, I thank God I'm praising him like I do for my house and my job. He said, are you living in the hotel? She said, no, I got a four bedroom house. He said, are you on unemployment? She said, no, I'm working 60 hours a week. He said, well, you said you thank God for your house. You thank God for your job. He said, and you thank God for your car. He said, but mother, can I ask you a question? He said, why? are you sitting at the bus stop he said did you let your children borrow your car she said no he said is your car needing repair she said no he said well then why are you telling people that you thank God for your house you thank God for your job and you thank God for your car and here it is you at the bus stop she said well Reverend I found out when I needed a job all I had to do is keep the faith and I got me a job I found out that when I needed a house I just kept the faith and I got me a house she said if he did it that time why not praise him right now and I believe if I keep the faith he's gonna bless me with a brand new car let's roll Earl and I come to tell you today you got to have faith in the midst of your storm why because your faith will lead you to the deliverer won't he do it ain't he all right is there anybody here that can say Reverend I'm praising them I'm worshiping because I know if I keep the faith this too shall pass I'm praising them and I'm worshiping because if I shout now that lets the enemy know I got the victory I'm shouting now I'm praising now because I'm gonna get that job I'm shouting now I'm praising now because I'm gonna be delivered from cancer diabetes high blood pressure financial problems spiritual depression if I just keep the faith and how many know if you got faith the size of a mustard seed how many know you can speak to the mountains and it'll move it'll move out your way if you got faith the size of a mustard seed you can talk to the storm and tell it peace peace be still is there anybody here got some issues you need to show your issues how strong your faith is and tell your issues trouble in my way i have to cry sometimes i got
got to keep on, keep on pressing on because I know that Jesus, he will want to do it. He'll fix it after a while. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell them neighbor, keep the faith. Travel don't last. Always keep the faith. And this too shall pass. Let me tell you what Jesus did in the midst of the storm. One Friday, he went on the cross. They called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. Y'all know what he did. He died. Didn't he die? He died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. But how many know? Early. Can you say early? Early. Somebody on a shop, he got up. Oh, he got up with all power and heaven and earth in the palm of his hand. Can I get somebody that can testify and say, Reverend, my faith gave me power. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I kept the faith for my house. I kept the faith for my children. I kept the faith for my health and strength. I got a question I wanna ask you, but can you help me close this thing? Stand to your feet. Put your hand on your hip. Let your backbone slip. I got a question I wanna ask you, and I want you to show me. Ain't he all right? Anybody gonna praise him? Anybody got a praise on your lips? Thanksgiving in your heart and got a reason to shout and can look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell him neighbor, I'm shouting, I'm praising, I'm keeping the faith because God has kept me better than I could keep myself. Look at another neighbor and tell that neighbor, be not dismayed, whatever betide. Somebody shout out, God will, God will. I know you can't talk loud, so just lift up your hands and say, God will. Ah, God will take care of you. Look at one more neighbor, and I'm going to get out your seat, and I'm going to get out your way as well. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, we've been made endure for a night, but joy.
I'm trying to let it go. Do me one more favor. Put your hands around yourself. Rock yourself and reel yourself. Rock yourself and reel yourself and tell yourself, had it not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Yeah, yeah, say yeah. See, some of y'all don't know when to get it in. You should be jumping now because you gave up after the first stimulus check. And because God didn't keep you, you ain't focused on the second one. But how many know God will keep you in perfect peace? If you keep your mind stayed upon him, I got anybody here that can testify and say, Reverend, God, He's been good to me. He's been good to me. He's been so good. Ezekiel lovers in the house. He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. But sometimes when faith seems impossible to hold on to, I feel like Jeremiah when he said he's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. I got one more question. And I'm going to get out of your way, I promise you. Do me one more favor and look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, you want to know why I'm lifting him up? Tell him, neighbor, he's been too good. He's been too good for me to sit down on him. That's why I'm praising him the way I'm praising him. But if only you knew what I've been through, you'll know why I'm about to up in here. He kept me through danger scene and I'm seeing somebody say, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He will. doors of the church is open. The doors of the church is open. Faith in the midst of issues.
Have your way, Holy Spirit. I feel good in my spirit. That's it, Cameron. Shout for me. Jump for me. I didn't got too big. But they used to say, if I couldn't say nothing, but because he's been good, the word of God said, I'm trying to let this go. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. How can I say so? What is the highest praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If it feel good till you get your song. Faith in the midst of issues. Come on, let's celebrate the Lord. 